Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fae Forge Academy. I am Steven, your usual GM. But this week we are doing the second part of our Omens Rising character creation session, led by Chris Geary, who is the lead designer on Omens Rising, which is an awesome new TTR, up and coming TTRPG. Um, we are actually part of the alpha playtest and kind of showing off this really, really unique setting or system. Um, this is one of the most engaging character creations any of us have ever been a part of. Uh, if you listen to part one, you know that it's it's got a lot of depth and I'm excited to see where it goes and to see uh, these characters continue to unfold and see what happens when we actually play them in a one shot, which will happen uh, starting next week. Real quick, before that, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Academy, uh, there's a lot of fun content there. I just put another um, Bedtime Stories with Brina up there. Uh, if you want a little Fae Forge Academy lore, it is a story about Morwell becoming the Queen of the Stars. Um, we are also affiliated with Greenleaf Geek, so if you go to greenleafgeek.com for all your dice needs and use the code FAYFORGE at checkout, uh, you get a little discount on all curated sets, not the handmade sets. Um, and last but not least, if you would take some time and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that would really, really help us grow, grow our show. Sharing with your friends, tweeting about it, sharing it on Instagram or TikTok, or if any of y'all are brave enough to, to go on Reddit, I'm not. That place scares me. Um, but all those ways are are really really helpful to us growing as a show uh, and we appreciate it and we appreciate y'all coming along this journey with that uh, enjoy the second half of our character creation process Excellent. So this will be our bonds card. So the first three cards were pretty internal, um, especially the origin card and the, the uh, well-being or health card. Reciprocity started to get a little bit external because it was about give and take with others, but it was mostly on our reactions to and our choices. Uh, from here on out, bonds is going to be about our inner circle, the people we hold closest to us and how we uh, create and maintain relationships with them. Inclusion, that position is all about the communities that we are a part of and that we choose to be a part of, to remain a part of. And then guides is about our purpose in the world and how we choose to go out into that world and interact with it. So we're going internal to external world through this process as well. So when you are looking at your bonds card, go ahead and draw that card. It's going to reflect the connections that you have between 
your inner circle, the deepest bonds with other people. It will equally tell about the impact that those individuals um, have had on your character's development, as it will tell about how your character prefers to receive guidance, love, respect, and the like in their close relationships. So this is the part where vulnerability shows up for your character, mm. because these are the people that you, your character allows themselves to be vulnerable around. Okay. Mm. So you're going to choose an aptitude that best represents your character's natural preferences for creating and maintaining connections with those they hold closest. And hearts is your wild suit, your, your static suit. Oh, thank God. And then whatever you pull is your, is the, the secondary one. Did anybody pull a heart? Michael. Excellent. So Michael, you got what you have an opportunity here. Fate has intervened. So threes are an important number in cardamancy. Three, uh, think um, maiden, mother, crone in witchcraft. Think uh, father, son, holy ghost in Christianity, uh, past, present, future. Threes have this sort of um, otherworldly intervention about them. You can lean into that potential of a three by limiting yourself to only hearts and by doing so you gain an automatic plus one to your base rating which is what that radio button next to each one of those aptitudes stands for or because autonomy is part of the prime world you can turn your back on fate and you can choose from any suit mm. and carve your own path whichever is most appropriate for you and your character we're going with fate so okay uh it was a two of hearts so does that mm -hmm. the two doesn't change anything here right 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 right. and then mm -hmm. uh looking at the uh bonds card thing and so looking it'd be at... confident empath or motivator well you took confident already correct yeah so earlier? i was gonna go with empath because so... you're saying like how because mm -hmm. looking at the two like I'm, I don't know if I'm doing this correctly, but I like try and formulate a connection between like the the mm -hmm. number and the suit. And so to me, it, yeah. it kind of makes sense that I go empath, and then when I form a connection with the person, I do so deeply. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to. And in fact, when I run it one on one, I typically try to prompt people not to. Oh, okay. And then they can kind of see whether or not their instinct actually matches with what the two says. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now, more often, well, I'd say 95 to 98% of the time, it matches. Yeah. Um, so. So that being said, um, I'm just literally just making me as a character apparently today. So. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. Because like the thing where mm -hmm. they form a, a strong connection and an empath, mm -hmm. I feel like the Pete, I feel like this character right they they like being secluded but when they form an actual connection that they really enjoy they it's mm -hmm. a, a strong one and there's like a mutual understanding between the two that uh words don't have to be communicated as much because they're just mm -hmm. they strong they share a strong connection that way so i think yeah. that's kind of the way i'm gonna go about it that's correct i love it i love it that there is no real wrong way to go about it. It's whether or not it makes sense, whether or not it's cohesive. It makes sense. So if yeah. you if you're forcing something in to because you want a certain result, that's the only place where I might push back and go like, okay, Michael, how does that fit with the rest of the character? Yeah. But this perfect. Sweet. Sick. So 
Chris, I have a, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. out, I got a little block here. So I, I drew the eight of spades for mm-hmm. bonds. And so there was someone in my life closer than family. The connection is deep and enduring. No matter what you do, you trust, they will trust you and you trust them. Other connections were truly, other connections will never truly compare, but you've accepted that. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's pretty intense. All right. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the different aptitudes under spades, elucidative, explorer, and inquisitive. And uh, maybe you can, could you just like grab one of those and sure. kind of describe what that might look like in the connection mm-hmm. with the bond that I drew? Because I'm having a hard time so th- this drawing is, a line. Yeah, this is one of those times where I, I would recommend ignoring the eight. The eight is about a person in your life. Oh, the, okay. the, the suit itself is going to be more about how you developed that level of connection with them. Oh, man, you're good at this game. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, Damn. I'm really excited Damn. about that. I, I lo- <clears throat> this is quickly becoming my favorite game. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. Um, but, it's a good uh, game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, th- that's the method. That aptitude is how you interact with those people that mm-hmm. create these types of deep bonds. Gotcha, gotcha, just gotcha. so happens to be one of those people in your, cl- in your inner circle that has set a standard that you know you probably will never ever experience again. I like in that. the level of depth. Yeah, and the um, elucidative definitely definitely connects with what the character uh, that perfect with the, the dynamo and the subtle for health and reciprocity so far. Sounds good. Yeah. What kinds of activities did they do that reflect uh, that elucidative kind of reflects? I'm curious now. I mean, let's see. That's a really good question. So you cut through the extraneous to illuminate the core elements of the matter at hand. So I have, uh, especially since we're playing in this world that has a contextualization of like rebuilding and reformulating, I, you know, I'm kind of like pulling a little bit from the uh, Lord, uh, Lord Yupa character. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of his, this character being someone who is uh, almost like a Jedi, but maybe not without all like the magic mm-hmm. where they are like a Jedi in the sense that they are like a roving um uh like problem solver like they Mm -hmm. go from town to town and they have a reputation but not necessarily as someone who is you know extremely just or extremely wise but like just reputation is someone who like gets things done Mm -hmm. and so this idea of that their their bonds how they form connections with people is how they are able to like even you know, and I, again, looking at what we, I drew for reciprocity, that even mm-hmm. I'm capable of quickly understanding local customs in order to initiate tra- uh, fair transactions, mm-hmm. that he can just come into town and there's all the drama, like there's all these people, these histories, and everyone's got this issue that can't be solved. And he's able to quickly see through to the heart of the matter. And and it's not like he like comes in with a big like spotlight on him and, and like, oh, I will come in here and fix all your problems. But after a few subtle discrete conversations around town the problem just seems to fix itself hmm. and then that just i don't know i like that so is this person kind of like your dr watson oh i'm not familiar enough with the Holmes mythology to i mean watson's the one that that knows Holmes in a way that no one else does that mm. writes his stories mm-hmm. for him because Holmes is never going to tell his stories or share his stories because mm-hmm. it's about solving the problems it's not about him right right um, right kind of mm-hmm. thing um, and that's kind of the connection of that. There's there's more to it. And Holmes is obviously a very troubled character in some ways. Um, I'm not putting that on in you, but ways. I was just thinking. <laughs> in many um, ways. Yeah, in many ways. I was just thinking that whole 
dynamic between the two of them I where so that that bond that there is someone in my life it's that right. counterbalance that that person that seems to understand and accept in a way that maybe other others have never truly done yeah and it might not even be and I, and I like that because it's uh it's very easy when for example i can read this bond and very easily like link it to like a romantic connection but i like the idea mm -hmm. of it being uh like that kind of intimate connection that is more based off of maybe like uh like a structural or emotional where it's like there's mm -hmm. someone who really sees who me and i really see my, sees my character and i see that character sees them mm -hmm. uh and that in a way that no one else would mm -hmm. and and i've accepted that yeah i like that okay very neat thank you you're welcome. Funnily enough, I also got an eight of spades. Oh, oh nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking of elucidative. I dig it. Do you want to be elucidative buddies and no one can understand Do us? Do you want to be? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yes. Excellent. <laughs> so, you, so you've got the person that just intuits things mm -hmm. uh, in, in Adelaide's character. Very, very much just that sixth sense about stuff. Mm -hmm. And you've got the, the, the subtlety of... Uh, of of Ian's character just kind of like going in and slowly working his way to whatever the solution might be. I can see that there's some definite common ground there, some ways to understand one another that maybe others wouldn't have. Mm. So if that's the case, in your communities and bonds section in the bottom left of the first page, uh -huh. write, uh, write down each other's character. Like you don't have to put the name, you can put Ian's character and Adelaide's sure. character for now until your characters have names. But um, yeah, so uh, back to Michael though, really quickly, because I skipped that part. Michael, on yours, who is someone that has had influence over their personality, not necessarily their aptitudes? but your character's personality. Someone from their inner circle that's helped them become who they are. Um, for some reason, I feel like it's like an older a older man, like a much older man who's probably like on his way out the door mm -hmm. um, that just like saw some sort of like, I don't know, like a, 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 a subtle brilliance in my character and was like, oh, we mm -hmm. have to foster this in the correct way. Um, so like a mentor of sorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah like a mentor. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah. I think that's, that's the okay. thing. And for now as a placeholder, you kind of put in mentor and some of those details, a much older person saw, saw that flash of brilliance mm -hmm. within your character. And then as you, between now and next, you know, uh, next time we meet, you can kind of flesh out who is that person to your character to better understand them. Yeah. Cool. Chris, Emily, or Steven. Sure. Uh, yeah, I got the seven of diamonds. Uh, your deepest connections have been made with those who might seem unlikely. Luck, chance, or fate intervenes and brings you to those suited to be close confidants, leaving you better for it. Uh, and I just went with empath because I feel like mm. that's kind of what I've been trying to get at for my character this whole time. So having <laughs> the ability to actually get that mm -hmm. uh, set in, I think is kind of like a core part of their personality. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have those set positions as well. Yeah. To make sure that each one, plus they also line up with the um, aspects of each suit. Mm -hmm. um, the first two are very grounded in the physical 
the this is very grounded in the emotional the next is very much more mental and then the last one is very much connected to purpose or aether or the aetheral aspects of things the destiny kind of stuff so cool. i'm glad that you were able to leverage that to to see your character the way you want your character to be yeah so i pulled the ace of hearts double oh, heart so you yeah excellent um so you have the same choice Michael has. Are you going to lean into fate and limit yourself only to hearts? Or are you going to carve your own path and choose whatever you want that hasn't been chosen already, of course? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of looking through this. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that um, because I, I realize that you can kind of pick anything here, but there, mm -hmm. the Ace of Hearts, where is it? Um People gravitate towards you, making new connections quickly, but rarely deeply. This makes those with whom you have a long-standing relationship all the more special. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I'm going to hang on to that. I think I'm going to keep the hearts, um, especially kind of playing into this, like, born under a lucky star and this, this ideology that... Mm -hmm things will be what they will be and it's just a matter of letting them come into existence and then pass so i think i'm gonna stick with that and then i with the hearts category um perhaps empath is more intuitive but i think i'm actually gonna go confident i like it. um and it's kind of this idea that like i, I don't i don't see it necessarily as someone who thinks that they are like better than other people but I think that they acknowledge that they have like a unique light or a very mm -hmm. significant, like they are a beacon in some ways and they will only, you can share your light in some capacity with many people, but there's only, you're looking for the other beacons. Like you are looking for the mm -hmm. other people who are at that same level as you. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, the confident speaks to me, I think in this poll. Yeah. I like it. I also I also like that that idea that you're you're looking at it from the responsibility of having that level of presence rather than the authority that may come with that level of presence. Mm -hmm. you, you know what you're capable of, and you try to use it in a way that doesn't make your character out to be better than others, but makes them uh, someone who who leverages what gifts they've been given. That's that's neat. I like that a lot. In your interpretation, if I got that correct. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's like, what I heard. Yeah, um, it's not. Okay. I guess I'm using the beacon metaphor because it makes sense. Like mm -hmm. you do have a responsibility yeah. if you are a beacon to share your light and to do so responsibly. But it, you are mm -hmm. not required to kind of give it all away, so to speak. And yep. I am closest with those who can understand that perspective and, and can also match that energy in that level. Not looking to be a martyr, yeah. but definitely looking to not ex not be explo exploitative either. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Steven? Um, so I drew the four of diamonds. Mm -hmm. And so I've really tried to dig into thinking about the suit first before mm -hmm. I even look at the prophecy. And so I Ooh. went with fortitude. Mm -hmm. And because and I feel like I've kind of been weaving in this theme of like healing the world mm -hmm. and like getting in touch with the world and like the weavers are trying to get in touch with these threads of fate that they once mm -hmm. um like pre-decimation uh, if that's the right word mm -hmm. um were connected to and so this this artisan that's very connected to the world almost druidic in nature because of their connection to the land mm -hmm. um and so like this connection 
and this this longing for healing takes a takes fortitude and endurance um to to connect with people and so to me i see that as almost a a, a really really deep sense of loyalty that when um a bond is formed with someone mm-hmm. um there is this this almost unwavering to a fault sense of loyalty like that i am going to stick through mm-hmm. whatever this is with you um, because we're going on this process that fate is guiding and that we can we can work towards a better world together and i see something in whoever this is or whatever part of the world this is or whatever i like that um and then the what was the how did you like the four the way that that lined up with that goal yeah yeah so it's you deliberately form close bonds chosen to balance your well-being you instinctively seek out others which a relationship would further steady the scales of life i feel like it fits very very much into this bringing balance does feel like where this character is heading Mm -hmm. um and i'm actually at first as as we like with this prophecies and stuff i think my head initially went to like oh i'm going to probably be playing like this like this probably a young character but as i'm thinking about it i'm feeling like this is more of um an older sage ish Mm -hmm. character i dig it so let's go ahead and pull our fifth card our inclusion card and let's talk about the greater community with which your character chooses to connect with because that's what this card represents. It represents belonging in the character's chosen communities and the labels your characters, your character accepts from those communities, not the ones thrust upon them, but the ones that your character chooses to accept. It Mm. also represents the ways they assert their individuality and preserve their autonomy while keeping membership in the communities within which they find belonging. So you're going to choose an aptitude that best demonstrates how your character maintains their individuality also known as what they are known for in their communities. I drew the king card. I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what suit? Clubs. So clubs? King, king of fire. So, so <laughs> Yeah, so you've got spades and clubs that you can pull from. Inclusion is um, uh, the wild suit is uh, spades. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, uh, I, I've been enjoying kind of almost shying away from the, clo- from the wild mm-hmm. suit. Uh just That's to kind fun. of like go with more yeah. what, what it was drawn. And so yeah, Peacekeeper just stands out immediately. All right. So uh, that's kind of their reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's the status they quickly find themselves recognized in as such. And okay. I, can, I can trade that like currency. Dope. Yep. That's great. That's uh, that comes from that king piece. The, you know, that, that social currency that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how they maintain their individuality. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's my question to you and to each of you. But I'm going to start with Ian. On your interpretation section, I'd like for you to write down how someone from the community would describe your character's reputation. Ooh. How do others see you? Mm-hmm. So if they were going to tell me what your character's reputation was as uh, leaning into that peacekeeper, what might they say? And you don't have to come up with it here on the spot, but uh, that's that's something that I definitely would like to see. Mm-hmm. Read about peacekeeping real quick here. Combination of logic and emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna probably do like Michael do, and that I'm kind of ruling myself. I'm ruling myself a bit, and that no matter the situation, uh, this character is able to see all sides. Like they don't have. 
even if you think they would have a prejudice if like there's some uh for example like if there was some conflict between like two members of a community and one was uh Kiznoic and the other mm-hmm. one was not and you'd think that like oh like you know and, and it's and it's very much like an issue around like the the witchcraft that they are sometimes prejudiced against for practicing or known to have practiced you, know, mm-hmm. you might think that you know people would think oh well like you know this guy's a kid he'll clearly take this other side especially in this very like charged almost like like emotionally charged issue but no matter the situation they still have this ability to see all sides and and understand and, and respect different uh different approaches no matter how uh intense the situation might be does that kind of go back to the whole like focus on sol- uh, finding solutions rather mm-hmm. than uh, like the heart of the matter rather than trying to to create exactly um what they want it to be exactly and they're they just they have a they're they're known for having a an uncanny knack for seeing things as they are and the, mm-hmm. and now i'm pulling from another miyazaki movie what was it from um mononoke to see mm-hmm. with eyes unclouded by hate <laughs> there you go that's right did anybody get a a spade I did. Okay. So like before, you have the opportunity to lean into fate and gain that plus one, or to carve your own path. Do you choose to limit yourself to spades, or to broaden your options? Uh, I'm a carve my own path. Dig it. Yeah. So yeah, I pulled uh, 10 of spades. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, maybe I feel like kind of early on, I had an idea of what I wanted this character to be like. So part of mm-hmm. drawing the cards is just finding a way to make that work with what I'm drawing, <laughs> uh, which is, is it which, working so far? Uh, eh, more or less. Yeah. I think Good. it's, um, I think it's doable because a lot of the descriptions are pretty vague, so you can kind of make them fit where you want. Um, but, uh, that's by design. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really wanted to get was uh, Aethral, Ethereal, mm-hmm. Aethral. Um, so I'm going to pull that for this one. Uh, the actual cards uh, description is, your soul yearns for the steadiness of longstanding communities. The flash and vigor of upstart groups tires you, but the security of groups with storied traditions rapidly rejuvenates your core. With the idea of Aethral, uh, since my character is kind of like descendant of the weavers, mm-hmm. uh, Aethral being like tying back into their traditions of how they like understood how the threads were manipulated and how to see the future and the traditions that they had involving that. And that that's the, where kind of like their steadiness of longstanding communities, longstanding traditions invigorates them while still being connected to something that is mm-hmm. eth- ethereal and not part of like mm-hmm. a physical community, I guess. So how might someone from the Weavers describe your character, your character's reputation to an outsider? Uh, I think that... Uh, kind of going back to them being a like mom figure that mm-hmm. they're a a kind of central somewhat grounded presence who is able to be there you know physically and emotionally and help those around them while still maintaining this connection to something kind of beyond mm-hmm. and yeah. acting as kind of a um uh 
I can't think of the word interpreter or kind of like someone who Mm -hmm. can kind of like channel those like ethereal difficult to grasp concepts and like ground them and bring them into the community and help guide people around them. Was the word you're looking for like a medium, like a spiritual medium, that kind of concept? Uh, Not quite the word, but yes. Conduit, I think. Conduit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Conduit is a conduit is a word that we use in the game and you're going to see that in the next card as to how it shows up and it is an important concept. Mm. So... Definitely. Cool. Nice, uh, nice. I dig it. Um, Who's ready? I think so. <laughs> okay. So I pulled the red joker. Ah, love it. You have a joker. So joker means that fate has intervened. The red joker, also known as the big joker. So if you have a, a deck of cards that doesn't uh, color your jokers, it's the one that doesn't have the writing on it because it's the larger image. Um. It is representative of what the world calls the prime moon. There are two moons. They are considered to be the fates. The prime moon is the one that has the most tangible effect on people's daily lives, the tides, the month cycles, things of that nature. And it is also known as the fate of opportunity. When uh, the red joker intervenes, it provides you with, it opens doors. It, It creates um options for you to step through if you choose when you pull a joker and you uh fate intervenes you have the option of any of them and you also gain a plus one because Ooh. fate has smiled upon you it's my lucky oh, star you boss <laughs> oh, you um so red joker as the prime moon <laughs> okay first of all this is like Getting your cards read and it just makes so much sense. Uh, I'm just going to say that. As the <laughs> yeah, prime sure. moon illuminates the night, you too illuminate the obscured. For better or for worse, you effortlessly gain loyalty from those who walk the fringes of society, creating micro communities, which I feel like kind of ties into the last card and how, you know, I'm kind of springboarding off of that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So instead of choosing the trait first, I kind of tried to interpret what that means to me first Mm -hmm. um and i feel like the way this reads is that i in my community at large um this character cares deeply about the outsiders and Mm -hmm. chooses to seek out potential in those who would otherwise maybe be ignored or overlooked Mm -hmm. and since i'm i'm kind of then drawing inspiration from the dream the reverie community and people mm-hmm. that some of the most powerful dreams come from those who are not seen. And so like this idea that we all matter. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess based off of that, um, uh, well, and I was going to ask the Joker, how does that work with picking your aptitude? Is it like. You, you, all of them are available. Any of them. Yep. Okay. Well, because fate is basically opened the doors okay then maybe motivator sounds good uplift and empower others in thought feeling and deed mm-hmm. that's how your character stands out in their communities they're known as the person that provide or reminds people of their significance so to speak yeah i think you that were tracks. Before. yeah like it like if if someone were to describe this person in their community it's like the person who still sees you when you're down and out or like the person who roots for the underdog kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, and then the plus one goes into on in that, the, ra- that radio button. The radio button. Yep. In any of yeah, the next ones. to motivator. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Whichever one you chose. Oh, got so, it. Yeah. So the same is like with the the heart that you did for Ace of Hearts mm-hmm. on Bonds. Um, that one also got that. Oh. And so I didn't realize that going forward, you have um, so the base rating that you see across the top. Uh, so a two is a six, a rank two is a six, mm-hmm. a rank three is a nine. You actually have a base of 10 instead. Oh, okay. And then when you level it up again, it's not a base of 12, it's a base of 13. So what it what it represents is that there's this natural talent or uh, ability or inclination that your character has that gives them an edge, but it's not so much of an edge that somebody who works harder than them cannot surpass them. Mm-hmm. So kind of that whole idea that talent on its own is not enough. You got to put in the work still. Yeah. And so as long as you're putting in equal work, you'll always have an edge. Makes sense. Does that track for everybody on kind of how that that works? Because Michael, mm-hmm. you also had a plus one, if I remember correctly. That's correct. And then what did you do for inclusion? I have a five of diamonds. So um... diamonds or spades. Yep. Oh yeah, diamonds are spades. That is correct. Um, I feel like this one is going to. Oh, I guess because I already have kind of said that this this character is a little bit more inclusive in their in their like ways. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like subtle would be a little bit too on the nose, but explore gotcha. being the sense of like he's willing to go out of his own way or to mm-hmm. go like a long route or kind of spend a lot of time to to figure out a solution so um mm-hmm. i think i kind of like that part for uh i dig it yeah uh and then think well, how does that how does that turn into their their reputation yeah and so it says uh communities uh, within for five the communities within which you reside long enough to find kinship benefit from your presence so I think people in the uh, place where he, uh, he resides, mm-hmm. people are kind of used to and are kind of happy to see this person kind of like maybe rummaging about in their their area of places. So it, it's mm-hmm. not that he's known to kind of be usually pretty stagnant, but if he needs to find a solution to something, it's like he's going way out of his way. So like whenever he goes to these places um people feel kind of like happy that they can contribute to like being part of one of the solutions that he's trying to figure out i dig it and, and being from Catawacom, one of the things that's often prized is being willing to put in the work mm-hmm. because that's the only way that Catawacom survives right is that people continue to put in the work to maintain the um uh the the reefs to maintain the the island itself um and then for some of the the magical aspects to also maintain um the i'm trying to remember the name of it the jade i want to say gyro but i don't think that's right but uh the center point that helps make it all come together yeah it's it's all it's all really like they're they're a culture of nothing goes to waste um and uh, they're also a lot of times, well, have been lovingly referred to as the lost and found of the world because Aww. if it's if it's wreckage, there's a chance that 
given enough time, the currents will bring it to Catalwakan. Yeah. So. Um, I like that idea. I like to also think because it's like a very ocean, oceanic mm-hmm. community that he has like a little boat and uh, and it has like a, its own little flag. And so when people see that, they're also very comforted. Like, oh, oh the huh? boat's in our port or like. He nice. he came alongside our like a little like um like a floating island house or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. you know, people are like kind of very feel very blessed in a way, and really he's just going about his business and someone at some point gave him this flag and he's like, Okay, I guess I put it up. And so <laughs> people have assigned their own meaning to it, and so I guess that's mm-hmm. probably how I think I like to think. Um Yeah. And it's called the we- the weaving orb. That's the yeah, term for it. Yeah, the weaving orb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I like to think that's probably how uh, there's the uh, benefit yeah. between the community and uh, himself. I love it. So I pulled the six of hearts. And so as I was thinking about this this character, that there's two there's two characters in media that have popped into my mind as to as to who I'm kind of getting vibes from. And one is um, Uncle Iroh from avatar mm-hmm. uh the other is grandma tala from moana mm-hmm. um so these kind of eccentric uh off the wall not really not even off the wall the, they're they're people who see the world as it could be not as it currently is mm-hmm. um and almost sometimes can even get lost in in that world as is and and forget that other people aren't there with them mm-hmm. um and so i took elucidative mm-hmm. um as as like and and when I'm thinking about like their their reputation in the community, they're they're that person that you go to for answers, and they give you questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so there's there's it, and it depends on the day whether you you love them or hate them, um, or are frustrated by them, or feel like they really helped you. Yeah, um, is kind of kind of where I'm going with that. Are you open to actually finding the problem or or the solution, or do you just want a quick fix? kind of thing and if you're open yeah. to it you 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 love it and appreciate it and if you're just mm-hmm. like just tell me the answer you're going to be frustrated mm-hmm. well and and uh for reciprocity i had chosen subtle and mm-hmm. so i feel like that that really mm-hmm. ties in of like i'm not i'm not the thing that's that's taking the world to where it could be mm-hmm. um but i'm going to keep poking you until you do it gotcha yeah yeah um i like that especially going back to um some of what the others have said about not was it Michael? You had talked about how it's not always your character's job, knowing that it's not always their job to fix it, or was that Ian? I don't know if that was me, Ian, or Chris. Yeah, that was me. Okay, it was okay. <laughs> that was Ian. Um, but knowing that it has to get done, and so oh yeah, because that was that whole like subtle and dynamo um, mm-hmm. conflict that yep. we talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I like that there's some uh, that there's some synergy there to use the. Mm-hmm the the overused business buzz term (laughs) but uh adelaide have you shared your yeah i i have not yet um but i rolled a 10 of diamonds rolled i pulled a 10 (laughs) of diamonds um and that is um my soul yearns with the steadiness of long-standing communities and the flash and vigor of upstart groups tires you security of groups with story traditions rapidly rejuvenates your core and from that, I think I picked fortitude. Mm-hmm. Um, less, less so um, 
that, uh, what is fortitude? Um, like I have a great capacity for physical, mental, and emotional endurance, which that may be true, but it's more so that she sees that not every upstart group will remain an upstart group. And mm -hmm. it's like the start of something new as well. Mm. So looking for that which endures. So it's less mm -hmm. about whether or not they're new and more about whether they can endure. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. I like that interpretation. And what, what kind of reputation does that create? Um, I think her community would see her as inviting yes but also very stubborn she mm -hmm. i think she likes to hold to tradition a lot mm -hmm. um or or see the value in keeping traditions um especially if she's so tied to um the ethereal and um fate mm -hmm. which is a very old concept mm -hmm. um so she's she's more hesitant around like new things and new concepts, mm -hmm. um, but not to the point of just completely shunning them. I dig it. Um, so uh, let's go ahead. Did, did everybody? Did we get everybody? I, th I believe so. Okay. I think so. so let's let's pull our sixth and final card of our spread, our guides card, and the guides card is twofold. The first part, which is the part that is connected to your suit, is about your character's purpose. Um, it's about and and how that motivates them. So the aptitude that you're going to choose here is going to most closely align with your character's current motivations. They could change over time, but this is the one that kind of lines up with where they are today. Um, it could stay constant. I mean, all of that is is up to how you play the character but it's where they, they are in this moment. Um, and then also we wanna think about how that connects to their greater sense of purpose. So what is motivating them today via aptitude and how does that tie back into their greater sense of purpose? Um, then we'll talk about the ethereal presence afterwards, which is connected directly to that chart. So these ones are probably more separate, but still coordinating um, than, um, some of the others okay wow so i i drew a 10 for guides mm -hmm. which is all about closure and resolving situations mm -hmm. which i'm like that very nicely aligned i like it yep and what is that uh what what did you say 10 of what i didn't uh 10 of mental sky spades nice so between spades and clubs which of those fits the character's current motivations and then how does it tie back in to mm. their overall general uh, their overall sense of purpose i think i might actually split from the card on this one because i do mm -hmm. i like the the fire aetheral of mm -hmm. clubs a bit more do it um let's see what my options are here for that i haven't taken so far so i've already taken dynamo and peacekeepers that just leaves aetheral so wow that was easy easy Okay. And how does that connect to, uh, what, what does that look like for their motivation? Well, there's this, um, your guide is the omen of closure depicted by various mm -hmm. cultures, a setting of sun, death, or winter. And so like, I like the idea there's actually a specific omen that he is uh, seeking that mm -hmm. is, that exists across cultures, which kind of, again, ties back to the reciprocity of uh, mm -hmm. and, and the idea of him being a like a traveler that he's able to like go between cultures and he sees, the threads that tie them all together because there's a part of him that's also 
mm-hmm. uh, are part of them. That's also in all these different cultures that they find specifically yeah. around this, yeah, this depiction of a culture, uh, this depiction of closure. And I like it's the setting of a sun, death, or winter. I think I'm actually going to pick winter. Mm. Uh, that's that's uh, nice. And we'll we'll get more into that here in a second. Okay. Um, and so what is so this this fits into that whole overall purpose of of finding solutions and bringing closure in a sense, right? But they also kind of what you're leaning into, right? Yeah. Like when if I if I look at what the what their current motivation is, is that they they they're they have an aptitude for seeking closure, but they see mm-hmm. it. It's very easy for them to, like like all of us, it's very easy for them to see it in others, less so easy to see it in themselves. And gotcha. there's this omen from their own past, from their own you know, mm-hmm. star or their own like prophecy that they're born under that is something about winter and closure that they're trying to, that they're actually seeking out what's driving them as they're trying to unravel this omen. And mm-hmm. what's easy for them to see in others is it's hard for them to see in themselves. Oh, I like it. Who wants to talk about their motivation from their guides card next? I can go. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I got six of spades. So, so for the part where it's the number, it says your guide is an omen of diplomacy, seeking to connect others to mutual path. Symbolizes the peace that all beings seek within their soul. Um, and so, like that, easily like goes together with peacekeeper. So I like to think that. Um, if some competing parties have uh, a discrepancy, I try to use like my logic to, mm-hmm. uh, investigate what's going on and maybe find a solution that works for both of those people. Um, mm-hmm. and it might be something, it might be like, this is weird. Like, I think like this character might have something where uh because they're so thoughtful and and even though they're going out to like go interact with folks like he gets all his notes he gets everything that he's trying to figure out and then there's like kind of like a backlog of things that he still needs to like fix or figure out for people and sometimes Mm -hmm. like several problems mesh together to create a solution but he's like Mm -hmm. he he's very much in his own head so even though he's known around the place to be like a problem solver he's probably taken up too much problems and now has like a backlog of like, I need to fix all these things. And so it's <laughs> like, I write like this character does seem brilliant, but I don't want them to be like, Oh, they're brilliant all the time. And they do everything and they fix everything mm-hmm. and they're great. It's like, well, within all this stuff, there's some, probably some flaws in the sense of like, he took on too much. And now there's like something from two years ago, he has yet to resolve. And then new, he picks up a new problem and then somehow maybe that new problem fixes the thing from two years ago that he's just, mm-hmm. and people have been like bothering him like, Hey, when are you going to fix this? When are you going to fix this? And he's like, I'm mm-hmm. still thinking it through. And so I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool um, to kind of think about it in that way. I dig it. All right. Who wants to go next? I can go. Okay. Uh, I got the black Joker. All right. Um, which says, uh, your guide is the omen of the petite moon whose elongated path directs the passing of seasons. Um, Tiny moon. And yeah, I think that this is actually a great kind of like full circle for the character. Um, so uh, their origin is all about um, cycles and how every cycle like continues moving and that it must come to an end and that they're key to like helping to rejuvenate and continue and like feed into the next cycle. So, 
for the Black Joker involving kind of like the passing of seasons and the passing of time and going back mm-hmm. into um, how this character is trying to like rediscover and uh, like perpetuate traditions that have been lost and, you know, rediscover and build communities and like continue the cycle of like development and mm-hmm. uh, all of this, you know, stuff that's kind of been like lost when the weavers were kind of broken apart after the decimation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I chose Explorer um, to kind of represent how they're trying to rediscover kind of what traditions have been lost, what communities mm-hmm. have been broken, how they can be brought back together and, you know, changed and revitalized and, you know, finding all these things that have been lost basically and exploring that. I, I, I like how you've described this because um, the Black Joker, or in this case, the Petite Moon, uh, the fate of the Petite Moon is much more about the fate that you can't escape. Mm-hmm. It sometimes takes extra work. It's not necessarily an open door. It's something that is going to be ever present, even if you choose not to deal with it, because it takes that long path. Um, and sometimes it's not within a quick timeline. You can't just say, okay, cool. This thing's here and I'm going to go do it. It's going to be like, oh, that's going to be a journey. So it's much more about the journey than it is about the um, accomplishment by itself. Um, So it seems to fit quite well. And I, without giving you that, you basically illuminated it very well. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. go i pulled a three of hearts and as always it lines up really well with my character it is uh that my guide is an omen of the once were gods they symbolize an array of qualities the denizens of the prime aspires to and since she's very based in tradition and um magic it it ties in really well and as far as hearts i think i went with we do one more as uh Aptitude, correct? Yes. Uh, th- that represents your current motivations and how it connects to a greater purpose. Right. Um, so I went with empath, very following your heart, um, which is not like necessarily her heart, but what she feels. Mm-hmm. Um, drawn to kind of thing. Yeah. What she feels drawn to um, and just trusting in that. Made a lot of sense to me. It was very, that one was a very simple pull for me. I like it. I like it. Chris, Steven? Um, so I pulled the King of Clubs. I'm a little stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, your, well, let's focus. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, uh, your guide is the omen of justice and foresight, modeled by mm-hmm. elders seeking understanding prior to acting, for they know the weight of their station. When you first understand before acting, it, it gives you a bonus to pulls or spreads um, when making that action. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hit a, I hit a bit of a wall with this one. I I feel like there's a tie, but I don't know if I'm seeing it. Okay, so let's let's go with the motivations of your character separate from the the guide itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you got clubs. So again, you can lean into fate and limit yourself to clubs and gain the plus one, or you can break suit and choose anything. Which aptitude? best represents where your character is right now and what motivates them? That's such a big question. Um, I think for this character, 
Um, I feel like they believe that, um, I don't. Okay. Let's approach it slightly different then. What is your character's greater sense of purpose? What do they feel drawn to based on the other cards and such that you've pulled so far as, as their destiny, their, their purpose in life? Uh, I kind of envision that they have this idea of themselves that they are a, maybe like, um, a, a migrating pillar, um, in that Mm -hmm. their purpose is to stand steady enough and open space up enough for someone else to become their own pillar. And then they can move on from Mm -hmm. that space, whatever that might look like. So what motivates them to move from space to space currently? Maybe the the weight of or the perceived weight of who might need that more or where they may have more impact. Like once someone reaches a point where they no longer need this influence, then they feel a stronger pull to wherever they may need to go that might need or might benefit from them being Mm -hmm. present in that next space, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does. Is it more for for your character and how you see it right now? Is it more about their perception of who that is, or is it more about providing the um, the the path to bringing it to life, to the creation of the pillar? So, is it more like intellectual, or is it more results oriented? I should say analytical, not intellectual, analytical or results oriented in this stage of their life. Yeah. Um, I think for some reason, I kind of imagine I'm going to say maybe results oriented. Okay. Um, it could be, I mean, Dynamo could fit into that, wanting to turn actions into results, both in people and in the surrounding world. As somebody becomes that pillar in that place, I could see that. Which ones did you choose again? Um, uh, what do you? So, so which ones have already been oh, raised? Oh, to round um, three? so I already have confident, elucidative, mm-hmm. motivator, and mm-hmm. subtle. Gotcha. I mean, motivator and confident already fit into that, so you already have some bits there. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Hmm. I could see Explorer because that's tangible solutions as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Dynamo, maybe Dynamo over Explorer because I, so I'm imagining for some reason I'm imagining this character mm-hmm. as a maybe quite young, like mm-hmm. not a prodigy is not exactly the word, but just this person who has a, a developed a sense of responsibility and a sense of self, maybe a little sooner than others, mm-hmm. but they still have not necessarily reached that point of development in which they are, you know, it's like, it's the journey, not the destiny. Like, they still get a lot yeah. of fulfillment <laughs> in seeing their efforts manifest into something. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, no, that, maybe Dynamo. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And that would fall into the plus one and in leaning into fate um, if you went that route. Oh, so. okay. Okay. And then, um, and what that looks like is, you know, when it comes to justice and foresight, it's about that process of, of seeing the potential in someone to become that pillar 
is how I would interpret it for who your character is, and justice being the what that pillar is for that community. Um, the, the, a community is only as strong as it is just in many ways, and so um, to help them, you know, stabilize and strengthen their community is kind of the vibe I got from what you talked about as a pillar and as a beacon. Um, that's that would be my instinct, um, but it doesn't have to be yours. It's just one way to interpret that line. Um, yeah, um, I think. I mean, yeah, the justice is a big piece of that. I I almost mm-hmm. think I was the foresight jumped out at me more in this concept than the justice, um, but I'm I don't yeah. know exactly what that means. I, I take that. Uh, I would. I would circle that back to your elucidative and uh, your poise, where the foresight is about finding that core of the matter, that letting the white noise kind of fall away, uh, that as you had mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, and when your character does that and they seek that understanding. That for that that understanding of what's going on would be that foresight for mm-hmm. them. Um, they would um, gain that that benefit because they are in their element. They are following their path as it should be, and they understand that if they do stand up this pillar, that there are a ri- there's a ripple effect mm-hmm. that goes mm-hmm. with it. So okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that that's that's how I would make those connections, mm-hmm. um, as an example for you. Okay. Steven? Okay. Um I got the six of clubs. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so that is your guide is an omen of diplomacy seeking to connect others to a mutual path. It symbolizes the peace that all beings seek within their soul when following your path. Gain a plus one pulls the spreads, um, including peacemaking or building consensus. Um, so as I'm thinking about this, this um, eccentric sage-like character working towards healing on a deep, on a, on a pretty deep level, mm-hmm. I feel like um, I chose um, Aetheral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that I, as I'm thinking more about this character that's interesting is uh, my first card where it's your, um, your affinity suit. Uh, is land and physical. And so I'm I'm thinking about this character that it's like believes so deeply in um the connection between um like our physical selves and the physical world and this ethereal world but actually in some ways struggles with it and so has had to work really hard personally mm-hmm. um to to gain that connection but sees the value in that on on a wide scale and especially as a weaver who who could like um who has this history of of their people being able to like see these threads of fate um, and see the aether and how it's working um, really is is trying to one find others who have a have a more natural connection than themselves mm-hmm. um, and then and then encourage people on to to push into that balance between um, the physical and the spiritual self. I dig it. I dig it. So the next stage of this for your guide is what does your guide look like? Your guide can be everything from like a philosophy that they follow to on the other end of the spectrum, a literal spiritual presence 
that speaks to them and guides them. So how do you interpret your guide? So I, uh, I, I took a minute there to uh, go through some of the prophecies of Nostradamus. And I found, mm-hmm. I found one that was like halfway there. So I modified it a bit. Nice. And so I'm thinking that like wherever he goes, he sees signs of this, this prophecy and that's his guide. And, uh, and it, it, might, it might come from like other soothsayers. It might come from just like visions that he, or, or maybe not, even, mm-hmm. not, not like visions, not, nothing, nothing like um, uh, supernatural, but just like there's like, every, it's almost like uh, whenever he's, like in a new town, like like oh yeah, that this is like an old shrine that we have, and whenever he like goes and checks it out, it never it never surprises him that he sees like elements of the prophecy like inscribed as part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So here's what I've got. Here's what I've got. Uh, twice put up and twice cast down, the east will also weaken the west. Its adversary, after several battles chased by winter, will fail at a time as the day comes to an end. So nice and vague enough to kind of like catch all situations. Mm-hmm. I like it. And that's that's what they use to kind of guide their actions and, and maintain their connection. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. I think mine is going to be um she it's hard to put it. A, a descriptor on it, but she feels a change in the wind, and it's like a very clean kind of smell, mm. and she gets feelings right after that. Right in the feels. Yeah, she just gets the feels. Nothing really speaks to her. It's just it's just like it's just like a I don't know being in a parking lot at three o'clock in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> very liminal yeah. space. I mean, it speaks to her, but just not through words. Right. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Um, I think for my character, in a weird way, because they're very logical and like in their own mind, um, and they need something to kind of like break stuff up, but also some sort of like a, I don't know, it comes to mind like a puzzle box or like a, a, a physical puzzle that's just like, it seems to be ever changing. It's like an artifact and it's just, continuously plays with it it's not like it provides him with solutions it just helps his brain think and so Mm -hmm. because i'm supposed to be like the diplomacy of everyone it's kind of like um in my head like the way that like the puzzles move the puzzle moves and how certain certain shapes are formed through it um it gets me to some sort of solution so it's not something that's like quite um what's the word for it uh it's not something that that can make objective sense um it's just something that seems to give him the right answers when he kind of just gets Mm -hmm. lost and trying to figure out problems i don't know if that makes sense but it it seems like something that could because i don't think there his his thing is going to be like seeing something that's more ethereal but some seeing like an abstraction like basically just forming uh using a guide using something that can be a guide for him that's just like an abstraction piece that he just completely like he always like fiddles with Mm -hmm. no i like it i like it a lot um and um so something physical i'm imagining something 
kind of like a Rubik's cube in its mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Um, it's it's something that can be manipulated with with both hands mm-hmm. um, while you're thinking. Yeah. You're not necessarily focusing on it, and uh, it has different like symbols or something. Symbols, yeah. yeah. It's like the, I dig the it. way that things line up sometimes gives him an answer, and it's not always mm-hmm. very clear at the moment. But um, and right there's when he needs an answer, it seems to it seems to show yeah. it show itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, perfect, and it lines up with uh, what I want to talk about with significant items before we finish up. So. Go ahead and put down, you know, your puzzle artifact um, in the significant item, the first row, and we'll talk about what that is here when we finish the guides for everybody. I think for my character, the um, kind of what the guide looks like is actually a relic from before. Um, what's shoot? What's the term you use in your timeline? The great, the, the great um, decimation. So the yeah. once the once were mm-hmm. from the once were. Yeah. Um, and it's just a small piece of a tapestry that a good portion of it is burnt, but there are still like the threads of fate that the weavers learned how to, Mm. I just lost the word kind of how, how they learned to weave those threads of fate into these, the, is it the Vithe? Is that the right way to say it? Um, the Vite? The gift of sight. Vite. Um, uh, so it's, it's this piece that's from a time that's lost lost knowledge essentially Mm -hmm. um and i think he's hoping that each step he's taking towards helping the world get in touch with these two different with the physical and the aether um will he'll be allowed to start reweaving that tapestry that was lost um and so it's slowly guiding kind of choices i like it Uh, i would also like put that piece of tapestry on the first line of your significant items Everybody will get a significant item before we're done, so it doesn't have to be tied into your guides. Uh, I'm going to uh, try projecting my personal problems into my guides for my character. Yay! Um, <laughs> uh, you can tell me if this works or not, but basically, mm-hmm. um, uh, like small senses of completionism of like mm-hmm. actually like completing small actions uh, that make it feel like. Um, you know, because because their focus is on such a long journey with so many components and so many pieces, it feels insurmountable. But completing like little individual things, even if it's just like making a cup of tea or <laughs> it's like connecting two people together and being like, eh, you two know each other and have some kind of like friendship relationship now and you can keep building in your direction or whatever, like little individual components that are like check marks off the list. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like snap and uh, kind of like guide guide them forward. I dig it. I dig it. Um, and that, that makes sense. When you have a long path to feel guided by that sense of I made a step in the right direction is makes very good sense as to um, what it, you know, um, what would help keep you going, stay motivated, and uh, continue. Ian or Chris? Oh, I like the prophecy. Oh, you, oh, you had the prophecy. Sorry, I had that. Yep, I missed that. So that's Chris then. So this is an item that we might have, or 
Doesn't have to be. It can be anything that it could be a philosophy or that prophecy, like that Ian's character has has uh, committed mm-hmm. to heart. It could be the feeling on the wind that Adelaide's mm-hmm. character um, senses when needs to be pushed in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, okay. Whatever it is that helps guide your character to keep them on their path. Okay. Um, I can't. I- as I'm conceptualizing this, conceptualizing this, I can't tell if it's too vague or too specific, but um, <laughs> I kind of have this idea. So the reverie, the people of the reverie um, each get are granted this book of tales. Um, mm-hmm. And it's their record of, of these dreams that they have. And I kind of imagine that maybe... Um, and I don't know if it's okay to write this into my version of this culture, but perhaps there is some entity like a dreamwalker of some sort that we kind of, however that may manifest for each person that kind of is on the other side, um, like as a check-in mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, maybe something like that, or I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean... Mechanically speaking, what that would be considered is is some sort of like um, personification of the aether. It could be a specific mm-hmm. person. Um, it could be a a um, more vague um, concept that 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 aspect of aether represents. Um, it, it could be a variety yeah. of things, um, but it's that it would be the the like the mirror image. From, through the dream yeah. of your of your character, the ethereal, the the ethereal reflection coming back is that what you're kind of getting um, at? Um, maybe, yeah, or or counterpart, maybe not yeah, reflection. Kind of. So I guess I the, the way that the culture is described is that there are um, the people of the reverie do different things with these dreams or like have different Mm -hmm. goals for what these dreams can do or what meaning Mm -hmm. they can have. And so I kind of imagine that this particular individual is one of the ones that is called to go places rather than this call to stay Mm -hmm. and build. Cause that kind of ties into that idea Mm -hmm. of like the migrating pillar. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's not a, an entity so much as it's a tradition, like it's been passed down and now it's my time to hold this torch of being this like wanderer mm-hmm. or whatever it may be so i was kind mm-hmm. of the other direction i was leaning but i don't know how to like make that concise and clean okay i i see where you're going with it and i think that we it's definitely it's definitely something that we can flesh out and if there were if this were you know if this went on longer we could definitely explore that as a plot line and just have your character better understand mm-hmm. it. Maybe they don't fully understand yeah. it yet, and that's perfectly fine. But they they've learned to mm-hmm. trust it, whatever it may be. Um, so it's you know, um, and and so maybe the guide is just tradition. Correct. It could be. It could be the tradition. Um, if it's this per, if it's this this whatever it might be that they access through they access through their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the tradition and, exists in the prime. Mm-hmm. And then how we have been, you know, how I have been taught or how I have learned mm-hmm. how to check in with that tradition and pursue it and make sure I'm doing it correctly is through the ether mm-hmm. or aether. 
Gotcha. So we're going to do oh, what? Yeah, let's let the tradition perfectly okay. works. So it's the tradition, uh, um, and just for short, I'm putting it the the tradition of dreaming um, as one who, um, like, uh, we'll say, wanders um, for now because you said the wandering mm -hmm. pillar. So um, that's kind of my short notes okay. for it. Um, as, as how it manifests for you. I like that a lot. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about significant items. Now, for Chris, this could be that book because that is significant to the culture that your character mm -hmm. is from. Um, but your significant item that everyone starts with is going to be something that represents uh, something they value. So... Um, for two of you, it was something physical. We have that um, that puzzle um, that Michael has and that piece of tapestry that Stephen has. And so those kind of were easy to, to find. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. It should just be something that's portable that your character can kind of use as a reminder of what matters. Um. And what this looks like in game, think of it like a lucky rabbit's foot. When you need help concentrating or whatever the case may be, you can basically use this item, hold it while you're doing something, however it looks like, and you can gain a benefit. And that, that um, mechanic uses three aspects. Again, threes are important. So you would start with the item itself, whatever this item is, plus an aptitude that you would use it with, plus a type of circumstance. And I'm going to give you an example from one of my other players. Um, and this is going to give you a plus one when those three things align. So the example that I have for you is uh, Robin. She's an airship captain from uh, the Purgati culture. And um, when she is looking for direction, for guidance, uh, to understand where to go next. So her category, her type of circumstances, seeking direction. She has a spyglass that she that is uh, sentimental to her, that she holds to her eye and she may not even look through it, but it's helping her puzzle out where to go next. And sometimes it's what she sees through it, and sometimes it's the act of holding it up and focusing on finding direction that she gains a plus one, and she uses it in combination with Explorer. So it's the Spyglass plus Explorer plus Seeking Direction, and she has a plus one to that check. So think of it as, as that kind of thing, a lucky item that helps you in a certain circumstance. So the, okay, so it's the spyglass, just give you the example, spyglass, explorer, and, and the type of circumstances when she's looking for uh, a direction. Direct, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, this is JRPG inspired, mm -hmm. so I want, a, I want a big fuck off sword. Okay. Right? Like something <laughs> <Do it>. comically <laughs> large. <laughs> Cloud strike. I love it. Here. That's right. That's right. And let's 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 just go for broke. Uh, remember that prophecy I was talking about before? Mm -hmm. Let's let's just inscribe that sucker on the sword. Of course, How right? Could you not? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there really was no other option. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that I uh, my character will use it when they are uh, 
like they uh, that they use it to uh i want to make this like almost like um i've also been watching demon hunter so watch out uh that there's like a like almost like when they like when they hold the sword there's like a stillness that comes over their mind because like they maybe they mm-hmm. trained with it or it's some that's been like you know, part of their family legacy, but when they hold it, mm-hmm. they, it stills their mind. And maybe when there's discord or like they find themselves like being overwhelmed by prejudice, that so when they hold the sword, everything else falls away and they can see things as they truly are. Gotcha. So what? Um, as for an aptitude, do we have? Are we limited does to that be elucidative? Are we limited to aptitudes we haven't already taken a rank in? No, it is any aptitude. Uh, let me just take a quick look at them. But analysis paralysis might take over, and I think, oh yeah, elucidated for sure, for sure, for sure. Because you talked sure. about how everything fell away and kind of mm-hmm. gave them guidance. So, yeah, so it'd be the sword elucidative, and when they're seeking that that clarity, um, you get the plus one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to Stephen on your tapestry. Um, first of all, do you want that to be your significant item, or do you want that separate as your guide? It can be both. Yes, it can be both. Okay. Yeah, I would like that to be my significant item. Okay. What kind of circumstance? So I described a character who actually kind of struggles with connecting to the Aether mm-hmm. um, and has spent their their life trying to explore that. And I feel like this is their guide. And then also when they feel that disconnect and they're trying to find it either in others or in the world and where those connection pieces are. Mm-hmm. So I So in seeking um, connections or disconnects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the circumstance. And which one of your aptitudes would you like to tie it to? I, I said Aetheral because oh, perfect seems to make sense to me. So, yeah, that's that's what I would write in the description at minimum is that, you know, it's with the aptitude of Aetheral and then the type of circumstance and that and remind yourself that you get a plus one to checks when those things line mm-hmm. up. So. And you can create all the rest of the description, like Ian was talking about, with the size of the sword and the, the prophecy <laughs> from his guide is, you know, inscribed on it. And I'm going to go with that the prophecy actually is from the once were. It is hmm. something that was considered lost. Um, the Kiznoek are very much grounded in the once were. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. uh, the, the Great Decimation began, they became isolationist, not in like a xenophobic way, but in a protective way. And so they also feel responsible in some ways for um, the number of monsters that came to being during that time. And that's where the the witchers come from that you had talked about your character being a part of. And so this is going to be something that's considered a sacred holdover from before. Mm. Um, And we will... Uh, make a quick note for me that it is going to be tied to elucidated. Oh, I gotta grab. No, no, no. Um, oh. this is role play lore. Mm-hmm. Um, do do No, we're gonna we're gonna tie it to the first witch queen. Fuck yeah! The founder of the empire. Big fan. So I was looking to see if there was one that might be better for that, and it, there's not. Uh, she also is the one that started the witchers, and she's also one that has a tie to a group called the Wardens that is to protect the star forests in which the Kiznoek live within one of them. So let's go ahead and wrap up what's going to be done next. 
Uh, so what would finish up are we'd go through these significant items. We'd make sure that everybody has also marked down their bond. We talked about a few of them. Um, Ian and Adelaide traded characters as the bond that they did through character creation. Michael has his mentor character. Each character will have this. Um, oh, I love that. Crochet hook, elucidative and seeking direction. I dig it. My wife is a big crocheter, so. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. I, I know I know that life. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, then the last step before you flesh out the details on your own is going to be asking whether or not your character is the type who would specialize. And if they are, they would take one of the five that they've chosen and they will bump it from a rank three to a rank four. And they will take one of the seven that they did not and they will lower it from a rank two to a rank one to kind of show this is where I took mm. time and energy from in order to add time and energy to this other space in myself and in my life. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? No. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> sorry. everything's about balance in Omens Rising. Right. So in order to keep the balance, mm-hmm. you will take time from one aptitude that is still at a rank two. Oh, I see. never increase. I see, I see. And you will lower it to a rank one and then take that extra, basically that three points, that plus three. And raise it to add it to one that you did put into to bump it to a rank four, which would then move it from a, ni- a base nine to a base 12. Okay. Not a base four to a base five. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. So those would be the last steps of character creation. And then we'd move on to the game so on the second Mm -hmm. page i see session zero experience motivations and goals prime and ethereal goal motivator and experience is that something that we're going to do now or session zero the next game um no we can um we'll talk a little bit about that uh that's that extra spread that i had mentioned i think in the break uh where Mm -hmm. you do a past present future especially for a group that hasn't played together Mm. and they can then create shared experiences motivations and goals to help make a more cohesive party for when you hit the ground running. I see, I see. Because you all Mm -hmm. have played together for long enough and you know each other's play styles. Mm -hmm. We're gonna skip that for this play test and jump right into the adventuring. Right on. Uh, Gotcha. So that's an excellent question. Awesome, awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for walking us through character creation. Um, I know I, for one, am am super excited. Um, I feel like this is the most engaging character creation process I've ever been a part of. Um, Just the the system is is phenomenal so um listeners uh make sure you follow at omens rising chris thanks for taking the time and we're really mm-hmm. excited uh to jump in and actually start i was about to say rolling some dice but <laughs> drawing some cards start Hell yeah. drawing some cards together yep and uh we will see y'all next week at the Fay forge academy Hey, thanks so much for attending the Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Um, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code Forge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefundamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and 
nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. I like to hang out. You can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. Uh, my name is Emily Harmon, and you can find me on Twitter at Emily J.E.A. Harmon. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitter. Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me at Twitter at Stonefly underscore Kai. My name is Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at Adelaide on Twitter and Action underscore Fiction on Twitch. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Faithforge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network. <laughs>